Welcome back to the Prime Podcast. I know we left you a long time ago, but we are really excited to get this going and get it back rocking on a weekly basis. Tyler and I, one of our head remote coaches who's been with us for probably the longest and since the beginning of time here, is joining us. And what we're going to do is we're going to do just Tyler and I on a weekly basis, hitting off some topics that we come across on a weekly basis, working with in-person clients, remote clients, athletes, so on and so forth. So without further ado, welcome back to the Prime Podcast, and we're really excited to have you with us. Yeah. You ready? <laughs> hey. Let's go. Bet. I'm at my. I'm at my. I'm at my prime. Whoa. Hey, everybody. How are you? This is Anthony from Prime Open Performance, hanging out with Tyler, and we are rebooting the Find Your Prime podcast. So if you listened to us previously, I think we have something like 40 or 50 episodes that we've recorded probably about a year ago now, and this is us getting back to it um, with a little mini reboot in terms of how we are going to do it. We're going to, instead of trying to find some guests, I think Tyler and I are just going to get after some topics and talk and Go from there. If you're not familiar with Tyler, he's been on the podcast before, or if you follow us on social media, or if you follow him on social media, or however you found us in some way, shape, or form, Tyler is uh, our resident remote, like our kind of head remote coach. He has a lot of cl clients because he is a travel physical therapist, so he travels all over the United States and will be in actually England pretty soon. And then from there, he trains a lot of clients remotely through our app and through our platform that we use um, that's really helpful. So Tyler, welcome back to the podcast. And it was his idea to reboot it. So as <laughs> yes. we get hello, this. hello. <laughs> it is my idea. But uh, I do enjoy listening to these when they were going on. So I'm excited to kind of get in here and like he said, get after some topics and, and talk about a few things. Uh, I think today's topic is going to kind of really resonate with a bunch of people. So Let's get it started, and you could start it off. All right. So our topic that we decided to go – we had a, a list of topics. I think the one that we thought would be a good kind of reboot since we're starting fresh again, and this will probably be a part of our life in terms of the podcast and in your future, is kind of if you're new to exercise or you are trying to change your current exercise routine or nutritional habits or lifestyle change, like how do we – navigate through the discomfort or what are the challenges that are presented when we try to do something new or we try to kind of go from a to z and you know for me like i i always talk about a to z isn't always like a great analogy because you want there's a lot of things there's a lot of letters in the alphabet between a and z um but that's always kind of like the phrase like where we want to go from a to z all right. So what do we do in the meantime when we're trying to get to Z, but we're only at A? What do you think, Ty? Where do we start? Yeah. So the first thing is, like you said, realizing that there are going to be not just like ups and downs, like everybody says, right? Like struggles, but there are, there are going to be things that just kind of suck. And when you're starting on a new journey, whether it's getting into fitness or starting a, a new style of fitness or getting on a nutrition program, you know, you want to try to make the changes 
the transition as seamless as possible. Um, I was having this conversation the other day with a client. We were talking about jumping forward with a new step in the nutritional journey that she's on. And when we first started, I tried to give her some objectives, you know, two servings of protein, two servings of veggies, different things like that, so that she could plug those objectives into her daily life and make it seamless, right? Not a whole bunch of effort. But now we're at the point where we're going to take a step forward. And I told her, like, listen, this is going to kind of suck, right? I want to make it still seamless and seem kind of easy, but there are going to be times when this nutrition journey, and you could say this for a fitness journey, doesn't feel like it fits into your life. And I think that's one of the biggest points of resistance that Anthony and I see, whether it's an in-person client or a remote client, is you get that kind of like cold feet feeling two, three weeks into a journey where you're like, whoa, you know, I don't know if this fits for me. I don't really want to do this when I get home from work, or I don't want to go do this before work or school. And like, that's just one of the things that's just going to suck, right? There are going to be parts that feel great and feel like it's just a part of your life now, but you have to realize that there are going to be parts that just aren't, you know, aren't fun. Am I, am I on the right track there, Aaron? What are you, what are you thinking? Yeah. So I just want to kind of continue off that because I wrote, I wrote this down. It's, you know, he talked about, does this kind of, you, you kind of start having these negative thoughts about, does this really, is this really what I want? And I think if, if we, we are clear on our objectives or our goals in the early on, you know, and we, we kind of take that clear step-by-step approach, then we have to think about what our current lifestyle is leading us to, right? I think in, in you know, I'll probably because this topic is so habit-oriented, I'm probably going to reference James Clear's stuff a lot. And if you have not read James Clear's Atomic Habits, I, I highly suggest that you do. Um, but in there, they talk about you every day you make a vote for the person that you want to become. So who are you voting for? You know, like, what do you want that to look like? And yes, right now, these challenges or these things that you're going through, you may not feel like they fit into your current lifestyle, but what you're trying to do realistically is change your current lifestyle to be something else. So that struggle is real and understandable, but if you do want to be or a life that you want to live, it looks different then the things that you have to do have to be different. And in that comes the discomfort, you know, the challenge. If you are, you know, currently eating takeout three to five times a week and your significant other wants to order pizza and you are trying to eat or eat healthy, those are difficult challenges that you might face. And that's the discomfort where, yeah, our lifestyle is not what we wanted it to be. You know, maybe our body composition isn't what we were hoping it was, or maybe we just aren't generally fit or healthy enough as we deem ourselves to be. So then we have to make a change and those changes can be uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. You said it really well. Like if you want your life to be different, which is the whole reason you're starting on this new journey, then you have to expect that the the new things you're adding don't really fully fit into the old things, right? It's not necessarily a square peg in a round hole, but maybe it's like an oval peg in a round hole. There's, there's going to be some discomfort, but you you really wanted that discomfort. I mean, ultimately you were looking for that. So when you first start out on a journey, everybody talks about like setting goals, right? And I'm not someone who likes to suppress someone's ambition. So I'm going to tell that person, listen, set those goals, write them down the loftiest goal, the most ideal version of you, like your favorite version of yourself. We say that a lot, right? What do you want that to look like? And then 
really think about how far that is from where you are now. If it's super far, accept it. If it's not so far, you know, accept that too. Look forward to being having a quicker journey. But realize that you also need to be making up goals that take you halfway or a quarter of the way there so that, yeah, you're still looking towards that, that ambitious vision of yourself, but the journey doesn't seem like it's taking as long. And when you do feel these sucky parts or these difficult parts of the journey, you have these mini goals to kind of cheer you up and, and kind of keep you moving forward so that you can kind of keep chasing the, the, those goals down the road and you don't get you know too discouraged. So having difficult parts of a journey is probably one of the most demoralizing parts of changing your lifestyle, but making sure you have many goals in place to keep you moving forward is a great technique um, to kind of fight that. Yeah. And, and when you have those things that are challenging to, you, or, you know, like it's all about your environment too. And I think this is where if you, if you do have a chance to check out that atomic habit stuff by James Clear is he talks about your environment a ton and recreating your environment to set yourself up for success. And Tyler kind of talked about it a little bit in the beginning, trying to make that transition as seamless as possible. So, you know, that could be, uh, if, if we're talking nutrition, a pantry purge, right? So getting rid of all the things that are tempting to you because it, it isn't the people who have the most, you know, people are like, oh, you have so much willpower. You can just like not eat that stuff. I mean, if you put a, a, a bunch of apple fritters on my desk and they sat there for a week, there's a good chance that I, over that week, I would have probably eaten a couple of them, right? I, I couldn't just not, I could just couldn't just sit there and stare at things that I like and not eat them. I, I don't think anybody has that type of willpower, but what I can do is not put myself in a position where there are apple fritters in front of me every day, all day. So I think that's where uh, a lot of us can, can be a little bit better with recreating our environment and being the architect of our environment to allow us to create this space where we are successful and we aren't unsuccessful. And I think that's a, that's an important part. So what Tyler was talking about with small wins, you know, if we go up to, to play to the, to plate, to the bat, to bat, to plate, whatever it is, baseball, making a baseball reference. I'm not a baseball guy. Um, but if I go up there and try to hit a home run every day, every attempt, every meal, I'm probably going to strike out a lot. But if I go up and just try to hit a single and try to try to get on base and just be content and happy with getting on base and making those small goals, then I'm going to be much more successful than if I try to hit a home run every time. If I try to hit a home run every time, will I hit a home run some days? Yeah, of course you will. I mean, you know, everybody hits a home run sometimes and those days are awesome, but the other 80% of the time you're striking out. And then that, that's where people get into that slippery slope where every, that perfectionist mentality where I have to be perfect every day in everything that I do. And then that becomes discouraging if I have a slip up and having those slip ups is a natural part of the process. And we never want to miss twice, right? That's a James Clear habit too. So you never want to miss twice. So if you, you know, if today isn't perfect, okay, then let's get at back at it tomorrow and try to make tomorrow better than today and just never miss twice, whatever that looks like for yeah, you. Yeah. And that's where most people, right. Or many people fall off the wagon is when they have that trip, um, that trip up or that really difficult moment, or they didn't stick to the plan. Right. So we've got, you know, be realistic yourself, know that things are going to be tough. We've got making sure that you're setting long-term and short-term mini goals so that you can kind of keep yourself moving along here. And then, you know, making sure that you are creating an ideal lifestyle for yourself or changing your environment to support what you're doing. So 
what we're talking about is balancing difficult and simple as you change your life. And if you try to get the difficult stuff out of the way in the beginning, setting those goals, changing things in your lifestyle, the people that you're around, the things that are in your pantries, the time of day you go to the gym, you're eliminating essentially difficult choices that are going to happen on the daily basis and making them simpler. Now, all of that being said, there are still going to be times that are arise in your life or your client's life or your family member's life where they have to just make a really sucky decision. They have to choose not to get that dessert after dinner at their favorite restaurant. They're going to have to choose to go to the gym at 5.30 a.m. on Wednesdays because that's the only day they can fit it in. And as seamless as you make things or try to make things, there just will be things that aren't as fun. But if you set up your environment the right way or continue to adjust your environment and you continue to look back at those goals, it makes it easier to approach those difficult moments so that they're not so detrimental to your progress or to your, your mindset. And I would think even to take that a step further, I would say, expect those difficult. Yeah, exactly. You know, and the fact, and the fact that we have this in our mindset that everything is going to be like rainbows and butterflies when we try to make these changes is that's an, you know, that's like another kind of idea that is, is super detrimental and a negative is negative. It's like, think that idea that I'm going to hit a home run every time I'm up to bat. You know, if you can assume that things are going to go poorly at some point and have a plan when they do, I think then you are setting yourself up again, creating that environment or having a small victory or doing those sorts of things. Be like, man, you know, my week this week is going to be really difficult to get those workouts in. But if I can get this workout in on Wednesday night, that is a win. If I can just get my workout in Wednesday after a tough day at work and I know it's going to be tough and I have, you know, things to do with my kids at home or whatever that looks like for your life, if you can still accomplish like one of those tasks in that day that can be a win for you, then that's a win. You know, and I think just setting yourself up and having it changing your mindset to be allow yourself to to have some of those hiccups and have some of those road roadblocks or speed bumps to give yourself an opportunity to like know that these things are going to happen, these setbacks are going to happen, and then how do you respond when those setbacks do happen? And then you have a plan to attack that. So, yeah, I mean, beautifully said. Expecting the bad things or the discomfort to happen is pretty much what we're talking about here. Like that, that's really it, right? I mean, most of you listening here probably understood some of those concepts prior to even listening to us, but really when, when it boils down to it, it's expecting the discomforts to come along, um, whether it's on a, on a grand 10,000 foot view, like, you know, you're just going to be uncomfortable or on a weekly basis, you look at your week and say, yeah, you know, Wednesday morning is going to be a tough one, but I'm also looking forward to Thursday afternoon. And I know that if I crush that workout or if I hit my nutritional goals that day, like I'm really putting myself in a good place. So balancing the eminent <laughs> doom, right? Or the eminent bad stuff with potentially good things is a good way to change your mindset. But I've got a question for you, Anthony, kind of a spinoff from here. And one of our second topics was like fighting through the discomfort of change, right? That's all great when we're talking about ourselves, but most of us or most of these people listening have families, have a loved one, have kids, have a husband or wife or, you know, parents that need to also be kind of part of this lifestyle change. So like, how do you, how would you suggest that someone approaches this 
with a family member when they're first starting, whether it's getting into fitness or getting into nutrition or changing their, their lifestyle in general. What, what side of the, yeah, are, we so on? are we on the person who's trying to change or the person who's trying to support us? Yeah, so I would say the person who is trying to change, how do they approach this change with a family member who maybe isn't on the same page or isn't really like down for these changes, um, not necessarily for themselves, but they're just not on the same page with the person who's trying to change their life for the better. Yeah, I think the first thing is you have to have a real conversation. And I think that's where people don't ever have those conversations. And they might just say in passing, hey, Tyler, you know, I'm, I think I'm going to try this nutrition thing. Um, you know, just I'm going to prep some meals. I'm going to do this. And, I'm, you know, we can just do whatever. And we'll, you know, maybe they just say it in passing or they say it quickly. But it's never like a real conversation and about like why. Or I think even in relationships, I think people struggle to be real with one another myself included, you know, I'm, I think we, my wife and I are pretty open with each other and we have a pretty good conversation about like why we do things. And we kind of, you know, play devil's advocate a lot towards each other. And like, why are you doing this? Or how is this going to make it things better? Or, you know, is it going to make things better or, you know, things like that. And I think if you can sit down away from your phone, away from technology and have like a legitimate conversation with somebody and they uh, can understand and be on the same page as you in terms of like why, you want to make this change and how they can support you. And it might be as simple as like, Hey, you know, I'm really trying to stay away from eating anything with gluten or so, you know, something like that. And you keep ordering pizza and I, every night and it's hard for me not to eat the pizza because I like pizza. So if we can do something where we can work out some sort of arrangement that you, when you want pizza, you only have it for lunch when we're not in the same place or something like that, where you guys can work out, you know, again, architecting that environment that will allow both parties to kind of do the thing that they want to do and not sabotage each other or cause more discomfort or negativity in your relationship. And I think that's the the tricky part where a lot of folks don't do that because, you know, maybe they're like, hey, I know you really like pizza. So I did this nice thing for you or I got you cake and I did this and I thought I was doing something nice but now you're yelling at me because you're trying to do this nutrition thing. Or I'm like mad at you for not watching TV with me because you have to go to the gym on a Wednesday night because you, you know, your schedule messed up. So now I'm like upset that we're not watching our favorite TV show tonight. And I think just being able to be a supportive, um, you know, member of, of that relationship is huge and allowing them to, you know, find and have peace in that and have, you know, the ability to come home and have that conversation. I think it would be super yeah. beneficial. Yeah, right. You're right. And, you know, having the conversation is is great to express your own intent and goals behind this this lifestyle change and transition, whatever. But it's a great opportunity for that loved one or those loved ones to be heard. Right. Uh, most of the time, our partner, our loved one, you know, they have things to say because they think that it's going to help you. They think that their opinion is what's best for you. And that is fine. The issue is. I think often they don't feel heard or they don't feel like their opinion was necessarily valued or given a chance. So when you have this conversation and you put out there what your goals are and what you want to get out of this transition and, you know, things that may have to change in both of y'all's lifestyle, I think it's also important you give them a chance to give their opinion and, you know, their thoughts, receive those thoughts, listen to listen, don't listen to, to come up with an answer, allow them to say what they need to say. And then maybe come back to it another day. Say, listen, this was great. Um, I'd love to talk about this again another day. 
um, because I, you know, this is really something I want to do and I want to, I want to value, or I want to be able to, to use some of your advice if it works for, you know, for my journey. Uh, another thing to acknowledge is that, you know, people share and receive love and care in many different ways. And this is something I got from the five languages of love, which was a wonderful book. It, you know, it talks about love with a, a partner, a relationship with a partner, but also has some carryover into, you know, love or, or relationships with family and, and friends. You know, we all give and receive love and care for each other in different ways. And some of us value certain ways better, right? Someone values giving gifts or someone values doing service or someone values the, you know, touch as far as receiving and giving love. And you have to maybe recognize that your partner values spending time with you or making food for you as a way to show you love. And you might need to say, listen, I recognize and I love when you do those things for me. But for the next three to six months, as we get used to this new lifestyle, I'm going to need you to try to show me love in other ways that also bring you joy so that we can both get through this together and be happier on the other end of it. Yeah, I think that's 100%. And I think the, the love languages is huge. And I know like trying, trying to figure out like what your significant other or those people in your life and what the, how they respond best is is a good a good starting point. And one one thing I'll just finish up with because we're we're trying to keep these short, so we're only going to go for you know maybe twenty to thirty minutes, and we're at the twenty minute mark right now. So, one, what I try to do at least for my kids, and kids are learning and exploring on a regular basis. I have a seven and a five year old, and another one on the way. Um, but what what I try to do with them is every opportunity, especially around nutrition or exercise or movement, is is an opportunity for me to educate them or topics about different things. So sometimes people just don't know like what, why, or the how or the what, you know, maybe my kids don't know what's healthy and what's not, or what makes something healthy versus what makes something unhealthy. So I try to use these opportunities to educate them on why they should move their bodies and why they, and try to, and try to also make them aware. Like we were on a long walk the other day and they weren't arguing. Nobody was fighting. Everybody was kind of having a fun time, conversations, you know, like different stuff. Nobody, like my wife and I didn't have our cell phones. We had like nothing. We were just like walking. We went for like two miles and they didn't argue or fight once. Great. And we, as soon as we get back in the house or there's a TV on or there's a toy, everything goes to shit for lack of a better <laughs> word. You know, like everything just goes crazy. You know, it just like, it's chaos. But I was like, did you, I was like halfway through the walk. I was like, I was like, isn't this awesome guys? Like we you know, we're all outside. It was beautiful out. We're all going for a walk we're, we just finished dinner and everybody is like calm and hanging out and having smiles and having a good time. And there's no arguing or fighting. And it's just so nice to see that and just kind of may bringing that awareness and that presence to like how you feel in those moments and like why you might feel that way. Maybe it was the fresh air. Maybe it's just being outside away from like cooped up in the house, watching TV for a long time or whatever that might be, you know, br bringing some awareness around it, you know, and if you want to, you know, obviously, when we're talking about significant others and, and doing these things, obviously, 100%, if you can get them on board with you, that makes it a million yeah, times better. And then you can also be like, yo, don't you feel so much better? You know, like not eating pizza every night. And then you could raise awareness around their lifestyle if their lifestyle needs a little bit of changing. And I think that's one of the things that people bring up a bunch like how do i get my husband to do this with me how do i get my wife to do this with me and like that's the biggest struggle and i think you know in terms of i'm referencing james clear again um results 
create motivation. Like people think like motivation is the starting point, but actual like the work is the starting point. Just like putting your head down and doing some work and then seeing some results motivates you to continue and those results. And then, you know, obviously that that's a cyclical thing, but the results are what drive motivation. So the more you can see results or the faster you can see results, especially for somebody else, be like, Hey, you know, maybe if you wanted to let's, let's try this with me for a couple of days, see how you feel. And if it, if they start to feel better, they're like, Oh, maybe I should stick with it with you. And I'll try to do these things. Let's learn about it together. And I think that could be a good kind of way to open the door for your significant other or your family to be a part of the journey. Yeah. I mean, even if you've never talked about your family member joining this health journey with you, you know, many of you are already, you know, active or trying to make positive changes in your nutrition and lifestyle. You all have family members who maybe are down for it or or aren't, you know, the first thing you can do is, give them results, right? Positive conditioning, just like we do with our dogs, right? Anything that they do that even leans towards a healthier lifestyle or the changes that you're making, compliment it, bring it up to them. Even if you would never talk about convincing them to come in on this workout or eat this meal with you, anything that they do that even leans into the positive changes you're trying to make or you want them to make, give them a compliment, recognize it and leave it at that. Let it go. Don't, don't try to expand the conversation, just compliment it make them aware, you know, circle awareness around that, that moment and just move on, wait for the next opportunity because the more that you build those up, the more that they're going to actually start chasing those compliments and changing their behavior to get that recognition, that love, that care, that compliment. And before you know it, it's going to be, you know, 80% of what they do every day. And you guys are going to be cruising forward together. Yeah. I, I, so, um, new to exercise, new to fitness, new to nutrition habits that might be changing. And like what changes, whatever change you're making, right? So like, again, we are rebooting this podcast. So getting this podcast out in a timely fashion is going to be a little uncomfortable for us. Now making sure that we have topics, making sure that we have all these sorts of things, any change that you're making in your day to day, your lifestyle, your habits around your body, there is going to be some discomfort. And I think the, the important part is to recognize it get a support system that's around you that can help you be successful. If it's a fitness thing, having a coach like Tyler or myself or any of our staff in person at Pride Movement Performance, being around other people who are also striving to do something similar, like creating that environment for yourself. And then at home, which is sometimes the most difficult one, family members, is to help educate them, have a conversation with them, and maybe bring them along the journey with you. I think we'll be able to get you through that discomfort and through that negativity and a lot more success overall um, to kind of bring all that stuff all the way through and, and my closing thoughts, I guess. <laughs> Solid closing thoughts, really rounded it up. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was good. I think yeah. we, we touched on a lot of points and I'm, I'm happy with it. I think people are going to benefit from from this and, and learn at least at least one gem to take back to their, their daily life. So, Awesome. So that's it for us. The first reboot of the Find Your Prime podcast. And we are at 26 minutes. So hopefully you got that on a car ride to work and home because that's about the length <laughs> of time it would take you unless you live in or a busy city where it might take you or you work from home. You're just hanging out while you're washing your dishes and trying to prep your meal for next week. But thanks for listening. And we will be back next week with another Find Your Prime podcast. Later. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Find Your Prime podcast. 
if you're listening to this on Apple Podcast or Spotify, we'd love to have some feedback, some star reviews, all that jazz. And if you are interested in contributing to some of the topics we're going to talk about, check us out on Instagram. My personal Instagram, this is Anthony, is A Mercurio, A M U C U R I O. And you can find at Tyler Kalesi, DPT is Tyler's. And feel free to follow us on Instagram and contribute and talk to us. Communicate with us through there, and we would be happy to talk about some topics that you find interesting. Till next time, find your prime. Later. Whoa. Said I'm at my prime.